The last seven months have been unlike any we have ever known as the coronavirus has changed, well, pretty much everything. And that goes for movie watching too. Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of The Plugged In Show, Focus on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Thanks for joining us today. Well, in normal times, it's pretty easy to figure out what new movies are coming out and what might be fun and appropriate for your family. You just visit your local theater website or maybe a site like Box Office Mojo or Rotten Tomatoes, and of course, PluggedIn.com, and look for the new in theaters heading, then make a decision. During COVID-19, though, trying to stay on top of what family-friendly offerings are out there has practically required becoming, well, something of an internet detective. With new movies streaming on so many platforms, Disney+, Apple TV+, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Peacock, paid video on-demand outlets, and it seems like there's more every day, you know, just staying informed on what's happening movie-wise has practically become a full-time job. In fact, it is my full-time job, and even I've missed stuff. So with that in mind, we thought we would take a little bit of a fall break this week and look back at the last seven months, picking out some of our favorite movies and maybe a few TV shows too that you might have missed since February. And speaking of that, I'd like to mention Plugged In reviews more than just movies. If you're looking for reviews on the most buzzed about TV shows this fall, like Away, The Boys, Ratchet, or Utopia, be sure to check out Plugged In for our reviews of these water cooler worthy series. Never mind that most of us aren't back at the water cooler yet, but that's just a technicality. Well, joining me today for our conversation are Kristen Smith, Bob Hoos, Jonathan McKee, Emily Clark, Paul Acey. Okay. Well, when you or your family want to spend a nice, cozy evening at home curled up with a movie, what is your go-to flick when you just can't decide what to watch? So I have a two-and-a-half-year-old, and when it's movie night for the whole family, it's usually <laughs> we just watched the Peanuts movie, which was really cute. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. it was sweet. But when the kids are asleep, my husband and I, either I'm forcing him to watch You've Got Mail or we're making our way through the Marvel Universe, and I just finished The Last Thor. And there's like, what, 60 of those? I have no clue. But 22. Something like that, but they're really great. <laughs> I'm so excited for you, Christian. That's <laughs> that's such a good choice. You know, that's actually not what we watch. No? Yeah. We, uh, we actually cruised through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe a while ago back. And, and to tell you the truth... Because you're one of the cool kids, right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. We have them all on... on DVD, Blu-ray, so we can watch them anytime we want. Right. Sometimes yeah, you can we also can... do that if you have Disney+. Exactly. Plus. <laughs> Until a DVD player doesn't exist anymore. You can watch anymore. them both at the same time. Get yeah. two different right. TVs. Right. What's All a right. DVD? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you watch, Paul? <laughs> so, Thank you, Kristen. You know, it's, it's interesting because since I review so many movies, it's hard to think of a movie that I actually want to sit down and relax and watch. <laughs> you know, it's a curious thing when you review movies for a living. You don't necessarily want to do it on your free time. But if there is one that I would watch anytime it comes on TV, anytime there is just something that I need to sit down and relax to, it'd have to be The Three Amigos. The Three wow. Amigos. <laughs> Oh, awesome. my goodness. I don't know what that is. 
Neither. Oh, oh my Steve goodness. Steve Martin, Chevy classic. Chase Martin. I, I think that was the year you oh, were born. Oh, okay, so, okay. You know what? I've actually it's an old heard classic. of this movie. I've just never seen it. <laughs> I was using I, oh all my. of my willpower to resist the old man joke. But here it is. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> exactly. Not a boomer, but it's still funny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since we're talking old, I'll go next. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think normally I would have said uh, Pixar's The Incredibles because so that good. since it first came out, it's always been sort of a go-to film for me whenever I want something hmm. yeah. you know warm and fuzzy especially with a family yeah. nice family feel but during the COVID years <laughs> uh, I've actually oh, I've man. actually been watching Frank Capra films oh. any, just about anything from Frank Capra has this this really nice through line um, and they generally talk about you know, being a really good, helpful neighbor. Lo- give us some examples loving of your country. films. Oh, uh, it's like, a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Meet oh. John Doe. Mister uh, Smith goes to Mr. Washington. Yes, uh, there's a whole whole litany of really great films. Hmm. And the great thing about them for me is that they're sort of a tonic for this time. You know, we've got not only the virus stuff, but you've got all the, I don't know, just this rancid news and you want to just sort of turn that stuff off and put on something that lifts you up and makes you feel that we can be better and i think that's what these films do well i love that but i don't know what it says about my wife and i that <laughs> our go-to is probably jaws that's awesome <laughs> Interesting. we love jaws amen i could watch jaws every night and some nights we have that's actually so, really fun do with that what you will emily what about you <laughs> Um, it kind of depends if I'm, if I'm with my family and we're just hanging out, we have a few go-tos like the Goonies and the Princess Bride and Home Alone. That Those we, are all fun. Yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun, but you know, since I live alone <laughs> and I'm here all by myself, I've mostly been watching what other people have suggested to me or just things that I've always wanted to kind of binge through, but haven't. So I'm actually going through Star Wars, including all of like the animated series oh, and stuff awesome. that happened so, in between. Clone Wars. Um, I have a friend Rebels. who's really trying to get me into Star Trek. Well, um, it's a slow, very slow journey. Resistance into that is one. futile, though. You will be assimilated. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's. Um, I like what who said about The Incredibles because. I mean, I could watch a Pixar film anytime. They're all so good. So good. All so good. You know, I, it's funny. I think uh, COVID definitely has, I think, almost changed our go-tos of movies. Because pre-COVID, I think our go-tos were always, and maybe it was because so often it was me, my wife, and then the girls would be visiting because, you know, we're empty nesters. The kids are out of the house. But when the girls would come home, it seems like it would be, and pardon the term, chick flicks. I mean, it was yep. our go-tos were while, while you were sleeping, big fat Greek wedding. All great. Um, so good. <laughs> if Ashley was choosing, it would be the wedding singer. Um, but I, I, our go-to probably was, if if nobody can agree, it's Lord of the Rings. Everybody always agrees. So um, great. You know, and I, and I think I always just straight, go straight to... Two Towers, I think we just even yes. go. I, we never we never go in order. Right. And we start, you know, and we're literally naming every line and quotes and that kind of stuff. But no, during COVID, we kind of went back and we're like, <laughs> let's see some of the ones that we haven't seen in a, you know, in a in bit. A so we went back and saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. We saw oh. Jaws. We saw those The Godfather. We just started kind of watching some of those on McKee movie night. So it's been fun. It's been fun. Sounds like awesome. your own movie taste is improving. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you not like Lord go. of the Rings, Paul? No, what? no, it's really great. I love Lord of the Rings. I okay. was just thinking generally what You know, it's what interesting. Jonathan we like Two Towers the best as well, and I'm not sure why that is. It's I mean, because of the Battle of Helm's Deep. Well, it's the most it. epic yeah. movie battle of all time. Fight me. There you go. No, it probably is. <laughs> Toss me. Don't tell the elves. All right. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, see, we're always know, we've that. named a bunch of movies that probably lots of people have seen. And I think it was Paul who had the idea, you know, we've seen a bunch of stuff in the last six months that maybe we wouldn't have seen. And because it's scattered over all of these streaming networks and I mean, it's just been pretty weird even trying to figure out what's out there. Mm-hmm. We thought it would be fun to have a conversation about what we've seen that maybe people had missed. Uh, so we want to talk about hidden gems of the coronavirus era. Okay, so maybe that's not a book you would actually buy, <laughs> but I hope it's a podcast you will listen to. So what have you seen in the last few months that might be worth your family's time? Let's start with movies and then we'll move on to TV. Tell us what it is and why you think it might be a good family choice and where people might be able to find this particular film. Well, I've got one right out of the gate. Good. Um now, of course, I, I, I might want to mention that, yes, we've seen a lot of films over this last seven months, and there have been probably the majority of them that I wouldn't recommend for right. most of anybody to see. Yeah. They've been pretty lousy, but but there have <laughs> been some really good ones, and one of those is Greyhound. Yeah. And this one came out, what was it? It was on Apple Plus, wasn't yeah. it? Apple TV Plus. And, uh, and it is an excellent war movie. Now, when I say war movie, you're thinking, okay, people die and things blowing up, severed limbs. No, it's, it's, it's a little different. It's, it's more of a, a war at sea movie. It's about this, uh, this World War II supply convoy that's trying to make its way through, this, through the U-boat infested waters at the time. And, uh, and see, it, it was a big, back then, they didn't have, you know, airplanes that could fly a thousand miles they they had to that the airplane escorts could only go so far and then the ships were by themselves out there where u-boats could come in and wolf packs and destroy them and the film is all about this ship captain played by tom hanks and we we get to actually see the chess-like maneuvers that go on in a ship captain's world at that time and it's it's really really very interesting it's one of those films that it jumps into the action right at the top and stays there all the way through. And we're sort of on the edge of our seat as we're seeing how this guy is maneuvering what, what defensive mechanisms he has to try and defend these people. It's, it's a great film. It's a really well done film. I, I, I saw it as well, and I really enjoyed it. I thought that, that it was a very taut, tight action movie that yeah. was also very thoughtful and the and the main guy in it is a is a man of faith and his faith right. plays a huge role in in hmm. in even the decisions that he makes in so, fact all of those elements almost make it feel like a throwback film mm-hmm. like a classic from from the age of great more movies you know hmm. you know if i could i would try to slip in too but <laughs> if you can I'm... slip in too okay yay <laughs> So my first pick is one that I actually saw um, very early on in the in the COVID era, um, and that was The Vast of Night. It was on Amazon Prime. Uh, you took mine. But go ahead. <laughs> I feel so bad now. Now I have one fewer to talk about. <laughs> oh, it was tragedy. A, it was, we can talk about it together, Adam. It, oh, was okay. a, it was a great movie. It was a fantastic movie. It's not meant for 
all kids. This is no, not an it's got all some language. age appropriate. It, it's, it has some language, but it feels like an old Twilight Zone episode to sort of echo on what, what Bob was talking about as far as this throwback thing. It feels like a throwback Twilight Zone episode where you're dealing with these strange noises. Um, it's very, very suspenseful. I think I might have even talked about it here where, where when I was reviewing it, I kept leaning farther and farther forward because it was just so gripping. The other one is actually in theaters now. If you're willing to take a step out into the theaters, the personal history of David Copperfield. Aha. I Mm. saw saw a trailer for that and thought, man, this looks like a great movie. Tell us about it. It was delightful. (laughs) Now, I'm kind of a Charles Dickens guy anyway. (laughs) I really like his books. Um, But this one was a a very contemporary take in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, It felt light. It felt lively. It felt very, very witty. And it had, it starred... So many British actors that I'm sure you would <laughs> Pretty recognize. much all of them, wasn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh so the Swinton is there. Hugh Laurie. Maggie Smith. One of them. Maggie Smith is not there, I'm oh, afraid. Well, she, she was the one missing piece. Oh, but Dev Patel anchors the whole thing, and he was really good. I, I enjoyed this movie far more than I even expected to. And it really comes almost problem-free. Well, there you go. I'm jealous, and I want you to know I'm actually taking notes because <laughs> during, co- during COVID, man, I just I found lots of TV. I'm all in. When we start talking TV, I'm in on discussion about movies. It's I just I man the the you know I'm rolling snake eyes there. I, just uh, nothing. I I I seen some things that were pre-COVID. I, we watched so many different things on McKee Movie Night, and we brought out, uh, probably the most recent one we brought out was A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh, and that's love a that. great one. We'll let you, you know, sneak so, that so in. So it's fantastic, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily, you know, one that, you know, is unique to COVID or whatever. It was it was from the year prior. And, uh, well, but, I mean, man, Tom Hanks so, had COVID, so we're just going to, well, there you go. Yeah. You know, we're going to grandfather it, it in that way. <laughs> so so worth seeing again, Tom Hanks. So maybe maybe we all need to come up with Tom Hanks films that are good during COVID. Forrest Gump, <laughs> you know. But the, it's uh, <laughs> almost no, it was all just of them. Ama- yeah, we actually watched that one on a key movie night too. But no, this uh, it was just so well worth it. It was so surprising um, and just heartwarming. And what an amazing message of faith that you know in a secular film. So I must have missed the memo here because, or every time I think of movies, now I'm just thinking of little kids' movies. You guys are all talking about movies I actually want to see without my children. Um, But mine, too, actually, um, Trolls World Tour, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure a lot of people saw. But it's really cute. There's a ton of music, which keeps my two-and-a-half-year-old super entertained, lots of color. That's important. Does he dance? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you should watch it in 4K. Um, Also... Um, it, but it, the whole message just about it make, what makes us special and unique, and that was very sweet. And then The Secret Garden, I reviewed that oh, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, as a kid, that was one of my favorite books. I used to just get lost in my imagination. What would The Secret Garden look like? And they did such a good job. Um, it's definitely not for little, little kids. Um, it's definitely more of a drama. You can find it on Amazon Prime. But it gets into why why the main character is where she is. Why is she looking for the secret garden? And she's an to orphan. It? She is who had grown up in India, but finds herself back with an uncle. An uncle who mm-hmm. has a very mean British name, if I remember right. But yes, I, I can't remember what it is. Yeah, all those things are true. But it's it's a really really great <laughs> film. <laughs> you know, as as long as you're bringing up uh, little kid films, there's another one I should throw in here. Um, one that I reviewed called Animal Crackers. Oh yeah! You guys, anybody, have you guys seen on that? Netflix? Yeah, it was a uh, it was a fun film, you know. As far as, I mean, it had its issues like some kids' films have, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of 
some of the potty humor, potty humor stuff. But uh, but it it was really kind of fun, and it's it's a movie about this guy who inherits a circus from his uncle, and but it's a it's a very interesting circus because it seems like it's threadbare. But it also comes with this magic box of animal crackers that always re- replenishes itself. Oh. And if you eat an, one I of those like animal that. crackers, it turns you into that animal. That's fun. So it's got, it's got lots of fun elements there, as well as a good bad guy. And it's, it's, it's a nice kid movie that the whole family can watch. Do you think Maggie yeah. Smith was in that one? <laughs> John Krasinski is. Oh, okay. yeah, there were yeah. a lot of really huge names for the yeah, boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there right? were some big talents in that. What about yeah. you, Emily? You know, I feel like I haven't, other than the, the movies that I've reviewed for Plugged In, I haven't seen a whole lot of movies that I would genuinely recommend. And maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know if that's because not as many good movies have come out during coronavirus or if maybe Agree. I'm just not paying attention. But <laughs> Or I'm giving you really lousy assignments. I mean, yeah, that, that's what it really is. That's yeah. the other issue. Come on, boss. <laughs> Trying here. No, I think that... I think that they're. I think all the movies you guys have mentioned are probably excellent movies. Um, the one that stands out to me that I actually did go see that I did not review was Mulan. Uh, hmm. Got some friends together, split the cost of that. Because <laughs> it was like four hundred dollars, uh, right? <laughs> 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 Felt like it. Pre-tax. That wouldn't have happened. Pre-tax, it wouldn't right? have happened to the, if that was the case. No, we split the cost of the premiere access on Disney and it. You know, even that, though, it wasn't so much about the movie as it was just having some time with some friends where, you know, we we were socially distancing. But it was just being able to hang out in that way since we can't really do that in general. And, and, you know, while we're still talking about Mulan, that's another thing that we ought to mention is that uh, and it's mentioned in our review uh, is that it's not necessarily a pure kids film no yeah. you know even though the original was an animated musical right uh, and lots of fun and it had the funny little dragon sidekick and all that this one doesn't it's much more of a uh, of a martial arts kind of version of mm-hmm. that story just just and no dragon with no dragon mm-hmm. and very little humor and so that just so parents out there know that when you hear mulan if you think oh i forgot about that one it is a little different. It's PG-13, and that's yeah, your first clue. That's right. Well, also, there's like a shift in spirituality of that movie. Because oh, in the original, it's more about like the ancestors and their magic. And this one, it's more about witchcraft and chi and all that other stuff, which I thought was an interesting switch. Yeah. One thing about the whole coronavirus era that that I am realizing, and something that, that you mentioned, Emily, and something Jonathan mentioned, uh, was just the the dearth of really great movies. And obviously that's something that we've noticed. There's not a lot being released. There's there's not the tentpole movies that we see yeah. uh, typically. But the thing that I noticed from my movie reviewing perspective, how many movies there are that are being released. I mean, there are just a ton. Right. There is and it's a... stuff that we wouldn't have covered exactly. apart from coronavirus. We do a really great job of covering all the wide releases, but when there's no wide releases, what do you cover? So we right. wound up covering almost everything. And the diversity that you see is mm-hmm. pretty overwhelming, but a lot of the stuff that comes out is not that great. These were yeah. really the highlights for me. Well, and it was funny going off something that Emily said, she talked about, you know, when we get back to the theater, you know, it's, it's cool because, you know, that, that goes by County. So some of our listeners 
are in counties that do have theaters. My, where I, I live in a very small county, and our theaters opened early September. And oh, man, nice. I just looked, and the only thing showing in the theater was Tenet, and I went and saw it, and it was <laughs> terrible. Uh, it, it was Don't boring be saying all, that. Don't be up. saying but, that, Jonathan. But, but, but oh, I mean, well, I do have a very simple review for it. <laughs> I mean, but but Paul and I would agree on at least the fact that it's fun to go to the movie theater. Oh, yeah, and I, yeah. I missed it so much. And there was something about getting back to the movie theater, having some popcorn, just sitting there. And it was awesome as I slowly cradled off to sleep watching Tenet. <laughs> you know, and actually, I would echo that, Jonathan. I, yeah. I may not agree with you on Tenet, but the movie watching... You stayed awake. <laughs> I, I stayed awake. I was reviewing you it. Were reviewing it that's good i didn't make any sense to me but it was it was pretty interesting but the the movie watching experience it's hard to replicate at home and i right. think one of the things that i really noticed is that when you're watching movies at home you are not fully engaged with the movies mm-hmm. as you are in the theater when you sit down in the movie theater you are forced in in some ways to focus in on the movie. And I think because of that, you really appreciate it more. And you know, another thing that I I noticed when I started going back to the theaters, because uh, I've had a screening and I've watched theater, I've just gone and paid for tickets too. Uh, the one thing I noticed was that it's so clean. I mean, after this, after this yes. COVID thing, it's like they've gone in there and steam cleaned right. everything. You can drop That's your Reese's cups on the floor and just pick and go, them right up. And no eat problem. Yeah, no your, problem. Your feet don't stick to the before. floor. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to transition. You know, all of us watch movies, but not everybody on our team necessarily watches TV. So I'm, I'm not sure how many answers we're going to have here. But um, we've been talking about movies. But what what have you watched on TV and, and TV doesn't even mean what it used to. Streaming, yeah. television, serial programming, no matter what platform we're talking about, that, again, maybe somebody would have missed or, or not have been aware of in the last six months or so. I have a few. And we were just talking about this. For me, um, movies are a commitment. And that must be a millennial <laughs> thing. But I'm talking like... I just don't always want to sit down and watch a whole movie. So TV is really easy for me. And maybe it's because I can disengage easier if I repeat the same shows. Um, But anyway, (laughs) um, I chose a few kids shows. So a few. Where's Waldo is streaming on Peacock. And that was super cute. Um, It's Waldo and his friend. And they're just kind of exploring the jungle. And it's there's a lot of educational things involved. Um, That sounds like my basement. (laughs) um and then carmen san diego's on netflix and there was a new season that came out of that too that was a lot of fun um and then cleopatra in space also came out on peacock and so some of these are i thought it was really cute it's about cleopatra herself fighting bad guys off in space yeah Yeah. uh so that was really fun um you know there was a lot of good tv and one thing I think that's been interesting is I have lots of friends. Uh, one of the examples I'll give is if, if you have teenage guys, and it's a little edgy, but Netflix now is, of course, streaming Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. And it's not oh, for yeah. young kids at all. It, it, it's a little edgy. It's got language, and it's got typical teen partying and stuff. But it really has some redeeming stuff in it where several of my friends who are pastors have been watching it. Like, well, one of them, his, his son is a senior in high school, you know. And so it's really been fun for them. To, and his, his son... He says more than anything in years, his son goes, hey, dad, you want to watch Cobra Kai? And they've been watching it together. It's been a fun thing where they sit. And he says the one thing about it is, again, you know, it's a little at times, you know, you're like, wait, who's the role model here? Is there a role model here? But he says it always makes us talk. And I watched it and I agree. It's obviously, you know, 
it's fun as it goes back to, I mean, we, uh, for me, I mean, I remember being in high school and watching the original Karate Kid and to see the same actors grown up <laughs> as dads, you know, messing up, making some good decisions, making bad decisions. It's good stuff to talk about. Again, not for young and kids. Most um, so excitingly, Allie with an eye may be making an appearance in season three. So yeah, really, Elizabeth Shue's character. Yeah. It would be interesting to see if she comes back. So that's good with, with, Myself and my wife, it's Virgin River. Yes, you know, it's, Jonathan, it's, thank it, you for bringing that up. I almost yeah, fell asleep, great. but I'm here now. Just kidding. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, is... it's a great... Oh, well, you would like Cobra Kai too, but Virgin River is kind of like... It literally feels like a Hallmark movie yes, in so series good. form. You know, And I don't normally like Hallmark movies, but my wife's like, please try this. I'm yes. like, okay. Uh-huh. And literally after one episode, I was actually hooked. Okay, so, I'm going to wow, say this good. and I'm going to stop and then someone else can talk. But however, <laughs> I forced my husband to watch it. And after the first episode, he was like, do you want to watch another one? I'm like, yes. Yeah. I feel so totally. accomplished. So it is like, it's like a teary romantic comedy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really cute. It's yeah. like a dra- There's a river. romantic drama comedy <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's great. Well, I'm going to segue off that. Um, we have been watching ad infinitum all seven seasons or eight seasons of when calls the heart, which is another, <laughs> well, it is on Hallmark. So it, it's straight up Hallmark. <laughs> and it's, I think the first six seasons are now available on Netflix. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's like a Hallmark movie set in a small Canadian town that is of course idyllic, except for occasional conflicts. Uh, you know, they have problems like the saloon owner won't, you know, turn the music down at 10 o'clock so people in town can go to sleep. <laughs> I mean, it's like if the Waltons grew up and made a TV show, this would kind of be that. But great. my daughters love it. And there are, not over the top, but there are faith references. There are things that I think are very much of a piece with, you know, late 19th century culture uh, where faith was still something that influenced how people made decisions. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Man, we have had fun watching that show. Okay, I'll throw in a a throwback, okay? It's not a brand new show, but it's one that I think uh, families could watch together, and you don't find a lot of those. Uh, but it's Everybody Loves Raymond. Did you guys Ooh, ever yes. see that? I yes. love oh, Everybody yes. Loves Raymond. It, it oh. is an incredible series, so and uh, if you haven't ever heard of it, it's essentially about this young family who lives right next to or his, and his name is Raymond. And he, they, Hence they, the name. Yes. And they live right next to his parents. Yes. And so it's all it's this comedy about this ongoing tug and pull between their families. And uh, and it's so much fun. It's really so funny. Uh, it's amazing. So, again, there's not really any new stuff. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. I'm really going to be that person who's just like, you know what? I know what I like, and I'm going to stick to it. More old stuff <laughs> from Emily. More reruns <laughs> no please no please go ahead Eeyore <laughs> <laughs> anyways I have just recently finished up binging Avatar The Last Airbender <laughs> uh-huh. Very nice. and uh-huh. I think uh-huh. I'm going to move into uh, <laughs> Boy Meets World next yes yeah. love Boy Meets and World and maybe some Lizzie McGuire on the side I love Excellent. those old well, TV what are those shows, shows about <laughs> Well, Avatar The Last Airbender is, uh, <laughs> I don't really know how to describe that show. It's, uh, it takes place in a world where people can 
bend is what they call it, the elements, which basically, you know, so they can control earth, air, fire. Water. Water, thank you. That's like, what's the other one? Number four. <laughs> which one did I not say? Um, yeah, they Diet can control. <laughs> They can control the elements and but each little episode, you know, they come across things and Aang, the avatar who can control all of the elements, it's usually him making a moral decision about like, is it okay to, you know, hurt the bad guys or should I try to find a more peaceful approach? And he really does. He almost always tries to make the right decision. Um and it's interesting because it's it it's derived from Eastern spirituality, but it, there's some good, I think, Christian messages in there. You know, violence is not the answer is typically the message that stands out the most. But it's also got a really strong focus on friendship and just mm-hmm. just being a kid and enjoying it. Like these kids are like, you know, saving the world, but they do just take the time to relax and enjoy their childhoods, which yeah, I think is kind even, of fun. Even though it's animation, uh, yeah. it's it's got some really nice character development. It, it, it really does. It, it makes me feel happy at the end of the each episode. Yeah, you know, when I think about the movie, the the TV shows that I have reviewed this year, so many of them are TVMA, and I think that that's you know, it's, they're not really suitable for families, and and I yeah. think that that has been driven home to me in the COVID era is that just TV is different. Mm. You know, it's hard to find something that you can sit down and and watch with your whole family. So I'm glad that we have some so suggestions. True. I think that that the thing, the old show that I have discovered in the COVID era. Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Oh my goodness! My <laughs> wife and I—we are—we are both. Which is an animated show with as many jokes for parents as there are for yes, kids. Some of which on, might be just a little bit on the edgy side. It's a side. little bit risque for a Disney Plus show, but my wife and I watch it <laughs> regularly. Yeah, no, I, I I kind of agree with you, Paul. It's not that there's nothing to watch on TV. It's just that a lot of what I have enjoyed and have been watching isn't necessarily family friendly. And, you know, so falling back on those old favorites like Avatar and Boy Meets World, those are easy for me because I know what I'm getting yeah. in each episode. I don't have to be like, okay, is this the episode where I stop watching because it gets That's to be so too true. much? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because a lot of the shows that have come out really do have, it's good writing, it's good directing, it's good acting, but it doesn't mean that it's good for you your know, family. Yeah, it doesn't that's mean it's right. good for your family. Well, and that's a, a great segue, I think, toward the end of our conversation. This feels like a free associating talk that we could do for like the <laughs> next right. hour. So yeah. I'm a little bit sad to bring us to a close here <laughs> Sorry, today. Adam. I know, I know. But I hope that you have enjoyed our conversation about the hidden gems of our coronavirus lockdown. As always, if there's something that you've heard that piques your interest, be sure to check out our full review, which you'll find in the notes to today's episode. And do that before you rent or stream or buy it. Well, our desire at Plugged In is to give you all of the information you need to make wise and discerning entertainment decisions for your family. And that doesn't apply to just movies and TV. Each week, we review video games, music, and books, too. So if you've never checked out any of those other reviews on our sites, man, take a look today. You'll find more than 20 years of pop cultural analysis there, helping to guide your family not only with today's entertainment, but pretty much everything that's been buzzworthy this millennium. And if you'd like to go deeper still, our very own Paul Acey's book, Burning Bush 2.0, How Pop Culture Replaced the Prophet, is an excellent resource for diving deeper 
into the big themes of entertainment. And today, for a gift of any amount to focus on the family, we would love to send you a copy of Paul's book as a thank you for being part of the Plugged In Show family. So check out the episode notes on how to order. Finally, as always, we would love to hear from you. What has been your favorite lockdown movie or TV show or maybe even guilty pleasure? Shoot us an email at team at thepluggedinshow.com and let us know. And we would love for you to leave a review or comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram as well. On behalf of our esteemed Plugged In team, I want to say thanks so much for listening today. And we look forward to connecting with you again next week for another episode of The Plugged In Show. Plugged In.